You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what's going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast specifically, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, going to be talking about Jacob Toppin's decision to declare for the NBA draft. Of course, he will have the opportunity to come back, said that he is maintaining his eligibility. Also going to talk a little bit about Shaden Sharp. Not talked about him on the podcast in quite some time. Just assumed that he was going to be heading out the door, and uh, he still is not left. So I'm going to talk about that today and just kind of explain my thoughts on where Shaden is right now. And then for the final segment, I... Uh, I'm a frequent visitor of Cats Illustrated, uh, and I'm a very frequent uh, visitor of Rupp Rafters. And I uh, was uh, was browsing the other day, and I I saw a question uh, from a fan, and I just kind of wanted to give my thoughts on what he had to say about the future of the team, and he kind of talked about what next season looks like, and he has a relatively uh, negative stance on the 2022-23 season. I kind of wanted to explain where he came from and then also give my perspective as well. So let's go ahead and get into it. Jacob Toppin officially announced that he is entering the 2022 NBA draft, said this on social media, said Big Blue Nation. First, I would like to thank God for all of my blessings. I would also like to thank all the people who have been a part of my journey, my family, coaches, teammates, trainers, and teachers. Big Blue Nation, the best fans in the world. Thank you all for the support. I love you all. After discussing my future plans with my family and the coaches, I've decided to enter my name into the 2022 NBA Draft. Throughout this process, I will be keeping my eligibility. First of all, good luck to Jacob Toppin. I really, really do hope that he's able to get some valuable information during this evaluation process and that he's able to make the best decision possible Uh, whether that be to return to the Wildcats or whether that to be uh, to officially declare for the NBA. I was really looking forward to seeing Toppin on this year, the next year's team, and who knows, he may still come back. I'm looking forward to, if he does decide to return, his minutes that he's going to be able to contribute uh, for this squad, especially if Oscar Shibwe leaves. We're looking for a post presence to really step up for the Wildcats this next season if Oscar Shibwe uh, decides that he is not coming back. And Oscar Shibwe has still not made that decision. I believe last time he commented on it, he said he's going to need a week or two to officially make that decision. And uh, he actually spoke, I believe, with Mitch McConnell the other day about allowing uh, allowing players that are not from the United States to be able to benefit from NIL opportunities. So he may be genuinely considering making a return if something were to uh, to happen there. But, I, but I, I really do hope that Toppin does come back. I hope he makes the right decision, but I would like for him to come back. Because you look at Kentucky's depth in the front court. Let's say Sheboy doesn't come back, right? So you've potentially got Lance Ware at your five unless you pick up a, a transfer portal player. At that point, if you don't pick up a transfer portal player and you're just saying Lance Ware is going to be our guy moving forward, uh, I'm worried. 
But uh, let's say they pick up a transfer or something. So you look at the four spot, right? You've got Chris Livingston, who's probably going to play a little bit of four, a little bit of three as well. You've got Keon Brooks, who has entered uh, the NBA draft, but will uh, be maintaining his eligibility as well. So he could potentially be coming back. So you've got Chris Livingston and Keon Brooks potentially at the four. uh, Livingston playing a little bit at the three. Let's say Livingston does end up getting time at the three. So it would be Brooks and Toppin if Brooks does decide to come back. And Toppin decides to come back. Similar to last year, actually, essentially identical to uh, to last year outside of Bryce Hopkins uh, and his amount of minutes. It's interesting how, while I feel like a lot of different players have entered, whether it be the portal or the draft for the Wildcats recently, it's interesting how I just still don't feel like Kentucky... Like, they've got, they've still got a lot of depth. Like, it still feels crowded. If guys come back, they're still going to be competing for playing time, right? Toppin's going to have to start or sit behind Keon Brooks. He's not going to be a starter if Brooks does come back as well. In, in my ideal scenario, my ideal scenario is that either Brooks or Toppin returns, one of the two. The other one officially declares and is drafted. Chris Livingston ends up playing the three, and Kentucky picks up a transfer, forward slash guard, Terrence Shannon, somebody like that, that can also play the four or the three. And then those three guys can kind of be rotating around uh, in that that, uh, that front court. Who knows? It may be best for Brooks to come back and for Toppin to come back and to get a transfer to really solidify the depth there. But I think that a lot of fans kind of want to see fresh blood in this uh, in this starting lineup outside of Shibway, of course. They'd love for him to come back. They'd also love for Sharp to come back, but I'm not quite sure if that's going to happen. But I don't think that, and I've seen some people do this, but not a ton of people. I'll say this. I've seen some people react negatively to Jacob Toppin entering the portal. Uh, Kentucky fans, man, right now, um, incredibly sensitive fan base is what it is currently uh, after the, uh, the the loss to St. Peter's. And I think that it's, it's okay to be upset, but I, I just want to put this in perspective real quick. Players test the waters all the time, guys. Like, it, it, it happens. And if anything, I think it's beneficial nine times out of ten for, for a guy to do so. So I don't think it's the best thing to freak out over Toppin deciding he just wants to check things out and get evaluated, right? If I if I were in his position, I'd do the same thing. I don't think it's worth getting torn up over what a kid is doing. And I'm and I'm not speaking to everybody out there listening. I've just seen some so- people on social media that um not taking this news uh, too kindly. Another interesting player that, uh, if he decides to leave, could make the the program or the excuse me the fan base melt down even further. At least part of it. Shaden Sharp, he still hasn't made a decision. What's he going to be doing? I want to talk about that in just a second. Before we do that, though, want to tell you guys about our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar has this new thing called Puffs. If you have not tried them, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar, they are a treat. And they're covered in 100% real chocolate. 
These things are going to be your new favorite. They're low in calorie. They're high in protein, as all Built Bars are. They're simply better. Uh, they're, you can replace your candy bars with these. Uh, they've got a lot of protein, a lot less calories than an average candy bar, and they've got a ton of different flavors Built does to choose from, whether that be puffs or whether that be uh, just your normal Built Bars. They've got a lot of different ones. Absolutely love salted caramel here uh, at the Locked On Kentucky podcast. And if you want to get your share of Built Bars, you can go to Built.com right now, and you can use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at Built.com. All right, continuing along here on the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Dahl here with you. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Now, guys, I've got a big announcement for you. Starting Thursday, April 28th, you can tune in to the Locked On NFL Draft's live coverage of the 2022 NFL Draft with all three days of real-time analysis from our extensive lineup of experts and insiders. And for those of you dying to know what, who, uh, who Locked On, or excuse me, who the University of Kentucky will have drafted, you can catch the Locked On NFL Mocks Draft Special, or the NFL Mock Draft Special, hosted by Brian Peacock and former scout Matt Williamson of the Peacock and Williamson NFL show all week leading up to the first pick. Again, it's Locked On NFL Draft Live. You can check that out at the Locked On NFL Draft YouTube page, or you can go and watch the live stream over at Locked On NFL Draft, April 28th, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, April 29th, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, April 30th, 11.30 Eastern Time. It's going to be awesome. You also go check that out. Again, we're going to be covering the draft, the three days of real-time analysis from our Analysts. It's going to be a lot of fun. Shaden Sharp still has not made a decision. There was a report that came out yesterday that essentially said that he was going to be entering uh, the NBA draft and uh, he was gone, Seacrest out. But I, I don't think, uh, I, I, immediately I was like, I don't know if that's necessarily true considering I've not seen this anywhere else. And then just a couple hours later, his trainer reportedly said that he was still taking classes and finishing out the semester. And he's not made a decision yet. And this kind of feels similar to the situation with Ty Ty Washington, where it's just like reports come out like, oh, he gone. And then it's like, actually, no, he's not. According to somebody that knows him. But in the end, he's going he's gonna to leave. I, I, I talked about Sharp just a, uh, just a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about backcourt stuff for Kentucky in 2023. And I was like, I don't think that Sharp's even a factor here, so I'm not going to talk about him because I expect him to be gone. And while I do expect him to still leave, it's crazy to me how he's just, he still has not made a decision. And I understand wanting to continue your classes, right? I understand wanting to, uh, I want to understand wanting to finish things out and do things the right way. I'm just shocked because most kids at this point of his caliber of play would have just said yeah peace out I'm out dude like I'm, I'm going to the draft who cares and there are a lot of people that are upset just like they are with Toppin just like they are with everything to do with Kentucky basketball and I'm not saying that this is this is everybody out there and it's fa- it's fine to be upset I'm just saying that some people like to take it a little too far so you go on social media you go on message boards and you see how people have acted over Shaden Sharp and the whole fiasco with him not getting to play and now he's going to leave and 
everybody's talking about none and duns and um and while i do respect that that term and i i get what people are trying to say some people like to take it a little too far and matt sack uh who i believe writes for cats coverage i may be mistaken i saw this on twitter and i wanted to quote him because i agree with it said this about shaden sharp he said shaden came to kentucky for a semester when he didn't have to come at all for all for the goal of helping our team he didn't leave the second he could like many said he would He's still considering a return, but the NBA might, NBA might be too good to pass up. I have zero problem with how it was all handled. And at the end of the day, if the goal as a coach is to take care of your kids and make sure that you do what's best for them, you're, the goal is to win, right? You want to win. Let's not misconstrue that. But in this situation with Shade and Sharp, I think that the staff did the right thing. I think that they handled the situation correctly. And we discussed this way back when about if Shaden Sharp would play at all. I'm like, well, you have to look at it from this perspective. If he plays these seven or eight collegiate games that he's going to get to participate in, number one, he's probably probably not going to get a lot of playing time. Number two, he's probably not truly prepared to, to make a splash in the college game. He's not truly prepared to go out there and make some phenomenal plays I, I, like as, as if people expected him to go out there and just immediately boost the team. Like He surely could have scored some points and done some good things, but I don't think he was prepared considering he had not played a college game yet. And I, I just don't, I don't know if had he gone out there, he would have impressed people like people thought he would. And that could have hurt his draft stock. Now, I may, may be completely off here, but I think the point stands. Like, I think it's fair to, to be fearful that his draft stock could have taken a hit had he played these seven collegiate games. He was not put, if he had jumped in with, with, and, and played eight games, eight or nine or 10, let's jump it up to 10 or 12. If he had played 10 or 12 games, I don't think that benefits him. I don't see how that does it. All it does is set him up to fail from here on out. Unless he dro- he's dropping 15 a game, which is not going to happen. So I just don't think, uh, I don't think the situation was handled poorly, looking back on it now. And if he ends up getting taken as a high draft pick this, this uh, upcoming draft, I think you got to look at it and say, yeah, I, the fact that he didn't play, you know, you could say what you want about it. It stunk. Don't get me wrong. I would have loved to have seen him play early in the season. But I'm okay with the way things turned out. And I just, I'll say this. Let's not let it happen again. Let's not let it happen again. And for those of you also out there that are saying, like, he's not a wildcat, he came in to the team, right? He wore the jersey. He played in practice. He could have just not come. He could have just said, well, if I'm not eligible and Coach Cal's not going to play me, I'll just not go to practice. I'll just not be on the team. I'm going to say I'm out, Right? He would have declared in the middle of the season. He would have just said, I'm done. But he didn't. And I respect that. And I think that he has gone about this the right way, saying that he's finishing out classes and he's finishing the semester. If that's true and that happens, I respect Shaden Sharp for what he's for what he's done. And I really do hope that if he does declare, is a good NBA career. Now, if he comes back, let's roll some tide. And I, I say that figuratively. And you've probably heard me say that recently on this podcast a few times. It's just simply to make fun of Alabama fans. 
I've heard quite a few recently. I've seen quite a few on Twitter that say that so legitimately. It's really, really, really fun to, uh, to make fun of. All right. What does next season look like for the Wildcats? Uh, somebody on Rupp Rafters had an opinion about it. Said that things don't look like they are getting better for the, uh, for the Wildcats. I'm going to give my opinion on what he had to say in just a second. But before we do that, I want to tell you guys our, about our friends at Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now virtually impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. Why would you endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You, yourself, have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. And you can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why would you choose to spend 30% 50% or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership. Rock Auto is also a family business, serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and their prices are reliably low for every single customer out there, and they have everything you could ever need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. And right now, you can go to lockauto or rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. And you can write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. It's all the parts your car will ever need. You can check them out at rockauto.com. All right, wrapping up the Wednesday edition of Locked On Kentucky, Lance Daw here with you. Again, thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. I've not, I've not talked about this recently. Like, I've not brought it up in an episode, but I'm going to do it now. If you're listening on podcast format, Leave a review. I would love to hear what you have to say about the podcast. Leave a review. I want to know what's up. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, first of all, you noticed that we don't have a camera today. I apologize. But also, subscribe. We are so close to 1,000 subs. Last time I checked, I believe we were at like 896. We're so close. 104 away. It's going to be such an incredible moment for this channel. Really looking forward to it. Let's make it happen. 1,000 subs. Also, please make sure to leave a like on this video. That would be dope as well. All right. What does the 2022-23 season look like? According to Kentucky Cat Fan on Rupp Rafters, things are not getting better. Here's what Kentucky Cat Fan had to say on the message board. He said, we are losing Mintz and Grady for sure. If things happen like they usually do, then you can expect Oscar, Ty Ty, and probably Sharp to go to the NBA, then throw in a couple transfers. I could see Brooks and Alling. Uh, leaving, and I wouldn't be surprised if one or more of Collins, Ware, and Hopkins did as well. So the returning players might be Wheeler, Frederick, Toppin, Hopkins, Collins, Ware, Wallace, and Livingston. So this was written a while while ago. So it was right on Hopkins, right, that he's gone. And Ty Ty's gone, right? Shaden Sharp's still probably going to go. So he's right on that. And he's probably going to be right on Oscar. Allen has already entered the transfer portal. Keon Brooks has declared for the NBA draft. So he was right on most of these guys. And here's what he had to say at the end. If that's how it ends up, then we will look like we will be in a world of hurt, especially trying to play the way Cal does. We will be trying to grab back a few transfers from the portal and fit them in uh, for one year again. If we're lucky, some of the ones I mentioned will return. Will return. We better hope they do. I hope Brooks returns. I hope Keon Brooks returns. Uh, and, and I think that would be beneficial for the uh, for the offense. Or, like I said earlier, 
The other option is one of them, one of Toppin or Brooks leaves and you bring a transfer in, right? They can also play a little bit at the three. I think that would be very important. But I, I don't know, I don't necessarily know if Kentucky's going to be in a world of hurt next season. I mean, let's say Severe Wheeler, C.J. Frederick, Jacob Toppin, Damian Collins, Lance Ware, Cason Wallace, Chris Livingston, you get two transfers in there or one transfer and Shibway comes back, that team's going to win 20 games minimum, 25 games minimum. Now, I'm setting the bar, I'm setting the floor, right? And people are going to be like, oh, well, 20 wins isn't what we want. We want a natty, boys. We want to go all the way. We want to win a million natties in one season, even though it's not physically possible. But what I'm trying to say here is that's the floor, right? That's the floor for an extremely talented team with a bunch of five stars and experienced uh, transfer portal guys, right? That's not that's not the ceiling. The ceiling could potentially be after we get to see him play a little bit. On paper, it looks like they could be a, an Elite Eight, a Final Four team, right? That's the ceiling. Then we get to see him play a little bit. Then we get to see, oh, well, these guys really know how to play defense. That's nice, as opposed to last year where they kind of fell, faltered down the stretch. And statistically, you go and look, it's like, well, they actually took a significant dip in defensive efficiency for like the final 10 or 12 games of the, of the, of the year. But offensively, I'm excited to see what C.J. Frederick does in a, in, a, in a larger role. If Kentucky gets a, a guard from the portal that really knows how to shoot, excited to see what he looks like, right? So I don't think it's all gloom and doom yet. Now, if Kentucky does happen to go 20 and 12 or something like that. They get bounced in the round of 32 or something like that. Or if they just don't have a productive season, then we come back next season and say something is very wrong. Right? I just don't think that's going to happen. And I think that there are a lot of people out there that are forgetting the fact that Kentucky went 9-16 and 16 just two seasons ago. Right? Nine and sixteen, and Cal was able to recover from that. The school was able to recover from that. Get all these different guys in, and had things bounce bounce their way health wise, and then also had Sharp been able to play, I think the team was set up to succeed. Of course, I, I'm I, I hate to be to be wishy washy. I hate to ride the fence here. I, I my uh, my optimism tells me that next season's going to be good. But also, let's leave the door open and say things could potentially take a dip again. And people could be right in their criticism of Coach Calipari. But until that happens, until until next season happens, I don't think it's fair to sit here and say that Kentucky's going to be in a world of hurt. But again, like I said a moment ago, I understand where people are coming from. I just disagree. It's okay to be upset. I just don't think that. I just don't think that we're there. I don't. I don't think we're there, we're there to like say that like he needs to be fired right now. And then Matt Sack also said uh, something on Twitter uh, about this about a, a similar topic. I believe said I'll criticize Cal if he can't build a roster with Final Four potential. Shaden would have helped, but we can't put that much stake in one decision. We have a former five star returning, two top ten guys coming in, the National Player of the Year potentially returning, and the portal to fill in the gaps. And there you go. I don't think this is as bad as people are perceiving it to be, although, it is, again, it is fair to like, man, we just lost in the round of 64. You got to do better this season. I think the coaching staff knows that. I don't think people get that. I think 
fans are just like, we're going to do the exact same thing next year, and the staff is not going to adjust. It's like, well, they got here somehow, right? They made adjustments all along the way. People aren't winners day one. And I'm sure that if you do reach the national title game, and then you have a couple of years where you have a lull, or if you have several years where you have a lull and you don't get back to that spot, you as a coach are going to be able to figure out how to adjust. I would assume most coaches will be able to figure out somehow how to adjust and make their team work. Can Cal do that? I don't know, but I would assume that he's going to be able to do it. I would hope that he's going to be able to do it. I hope that Kentucky's going to be able to get back to, uh, to a Final Four here soon, and the fan base will cool off. Of course, that may not happen. We don't know. All right, that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on UK. You can follow me on Twitter at Lance Dahl underscore, and you can follow the show on Instagram at Kentucky Podcast. I will see you all tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. Have a good day, everybody, and God bless.